Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. In season two of Hacks and Hobbies, we're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life who want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, I get to speak with Dr. Connie Omari. Hi. (laughs) Hello, Dr. Connie Omari. So she is a graduate of North Carolina, and she studied PhD from the Teachers College, the Eurasian University, where she's, she's had defended her dissertation entitled Marital Attitudes and Expectations Between Whites and Blacks in America. She's a certified clinical trauma professional, and she holds a certificate in post-traumatic stress disorder and hypnosis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dr. Omari, thank you so much for taking the time and coming onto the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we connected through my good friend, Courtney Herring, and we've been, I've been connecting with Courtney for over a year. And she's been, she's been doing some amazing stuff. And she was like, you know, the way we were talking on the podcast and going through our journey, you know, you really got to talk to Dr. Connie, uh, Dr. Amari. And and I was like, you know, let's give it a shot. Let's see what's happening here. So usually what I go over is, you know, and on the podcast, I focus on the journey. I focus on how we overcome our struggles, overcome the different things that we have to face to come up on top and making our life the way we want it to be designed. You know, we want it to be. So we design it the way we want it. Instead of working for somebody else, you set up your own uh, work hours and work yeah. on what you're passionate about. So that's what I like to start off with. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in this area. All right, perfect. Thank you. Um, so yes, my name is Dr. Connie Omari. And uh, what were you, you were referencing was I, I got my master's at uh, Teachers College, Columbia University, mm-hmm. and PhD at Regent University. And what I've done with those two degrees is um, found a way to um, empower resilient trauma and addiction survivors. I mean, that's the way I like to call it, but I do it through um, my work as a licensed professional counselor. Mm. I also um, have done some writing. I am a media expert and I um, communicate with Bustle Magazine, NBC uh, News, the Huffington Post, and I just use those um, um, outlets as a resource to to really um, talk to my target target um, clients and, mm-hmm. and empower them through mental health uh, techniques. Um, you asked how I got started in this, and I basically will say from um, the age of probably about 14, growing up in a Southern community in North Carolina and just yeah. feeling kind of uh, isolated, um, not very much supported, not a lot of resources out there for mental health, for sure. Uh, and real, recognizing that I wanted to do that for someone else, so that's that's kind of how the invitation the invitation began um, to get into this work. And um, I've just 
you know, through trial and error, of course, my credentials put me in a position to do it professionally. And in terms of doing it more on a broader national level, that's just come from, I guess, my calling and just how I feel like within me called to reach um, a greater population. Very, very cool. So you said you are a writer as well, and you wrote a, um, it's a book. So my book You've written is many books. I've written many books. I have. <laughs> I have. Um, one of them is a bestseller, um, Sacred Journey mm-hmm. to Ladyhood, A Woman's Guide Through a Rite of Passage. And what that book does is really breaks down about six components that I've seen women struggling with throughout the course of my thousands of clients by now that I've worked with. And I've, I just found it interesting one day um, as I was working with the clients um, that even though most of my clients don't even know each other, mm-hmm. a lot of them come to me for the same issues. And so I figured if I wrote a book that kind of touched on those issues that I could kind of serve more people at one time. Mm -hmm. So that's how it began. Um, And then it's gone into um, me just, you know, throughout the course of my practice, kind of trying to come up with resources. So um, a lot of my books are journals. Um, Other books are um, are, uh, adult coloring books. Mm. I have a children's book as well. And that was based off of my relationship with my daughter, Zena, mm-hmm. and some self-esteem issues. Very cool. So you talked about how you got interested into this space when you were in, at a very young age, 14. Mm-hmm. And you, is, is there something um, like, I don't know, how to approach it, but like for example, that that's a very that's an age where you absorb a lot of information and you see a lot of things happening around you. Um, mm-hmm. For example, uh, one of the guests I spoke with, uh, she was like, you know, I was really um, guided and uh, led by my passion for coloring or drawing by my teacher. So their the role model was their teacher and that helped motivate into being a, you know, being an artist, like the way um, she went into. So what was your motivation into going in this space was um, when you were at that age? Um, so to be honest with you, I don't know if I made the connection at 14 about mm-hmm. the importance of going into the creative art sector. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at that age, I was more just thinking about mental health. I believe mm-hmm. it became, I, I believe it um, registered to me as an adult, rather, about the important uh, importance of using the arts as a form of mental health. Uh-huh. And that's because I think that we, um, as adults, we take life too seriously. Like, my that's God, <laughs> like we already have bills, we have relationships, we have children, we have careers. You know, we don't, we need to kind of be a kid at heart um, Mm -hmm. sometimes. So (laughs) my book really, in fact, one of my books is called Douche. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you have to read this out, but if you know what douche is, that's what (laughs) people are using to kind of refer to people, you know, that they don't like. So they might call you a douchebag. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm using it as a... um, I guess it would be a metaphor because women also douche, you know, their, their private areas to clean mm. them. 
And so it's kind of a way to mock women, uh, men who, well, men are women who have, I, I tend to draw more women in my practice, mm-hmm. but it tends to mock them for like kind of being douchebags. So we're like reducing you, you know, mm-hmm. through, um, through, through the creative arts. So I have, a, so it has um, profanity, you know, because <laughs> adults just feel really comfortable uh, being like, yeah, F you, you know, um, while they're coloring it. So. Mm-hmm. And I found it to be a great resource um, for people who, you know, have just been hurt and they can't really change their hurt, but they damn sure can make it um, uh, uh, humorous, you know, as yeah. they make. Yeah. It, it, I guess it kind of um, gets you to not take the situation seriously, or it's also kind of a release. Exactly. Because, you know, Both. Yeah. Both. Yeah. yeah. Because. Take not definitely not taking it seriously on your off time in treatment. We work, we work on it, but you know, when you're ruminating about these thoughts in between sessions, what's the point? Just play it off, laugh it off. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's very, that's very true because mm-hmm. they've said, you know, laughter is a, a Best. form of medicine mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Because of okay. the, the chemical reaction that takes place in your brain. Mm-hmm. It helps heal your body. It does. It does. Nice. So one thing that I keep thinking about is as a, and I'm, I'm just going to go personal a little bit, is it's because a lot of the times I'm reminded that I don't, like anytime my wife tells me stories from, you know, from all different ages of our life, from, you know, from mm-hmm. being a, toddler being a uh, you know elementary school or mid school middle school like she has vivid memory but I don't have that those memories at all like I can't remember past a certain age like I don't remember you know I don't I just have um, memories of you know yes I lived here I lived here just because of you know I just known that over time, you know, okay, you know, those are just dates of where I lived, but I don't have vivid memories of what actually happened. Mm-hmm. I just have like, so is there something there? And I keep thinking, like, do I need to be seen or something? Or why does the brain do that? Well, um, I, I understand it was a personal question, but I think if I could speak clinically and then of kind course. of work, it makes, it will make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so when a person undergoes a traumatic experience, and it can be an isolated um, experience, or it could be what we call complex trauma, which is when a person um, has more than one episode of a traumatic event, it kind of stores itself in your memory. And that's why a lot of people have things like triggers, which could be um, flashbacks, they could be nightmares, they could be sensitivities to um anything that reminds them of the event. I know people with uh, PTSD from the war, sometimes they hear like loud noises and mm-hmm. they might gunshot or, um, you know, sexual assault survivors. If the person who uh, hurt, harmed them had on a certain scent, then that scent could be sensitive to him. So yeah. all of that comes from the way that uh, the memory is stored in the brain. And if you think about it, you know, it's like um, evolutionary, you know, yeah. like, you know, I can't remember the first person who told me 
or I don't know if anyone ever told me that a snake was dangerous, you know, mm -hmm. but somehow <laughs> my history, uh, a mankind interacted with the snake and, yeah. you know, they developed this fear. So it became, you know, it came, comes within us and the same way trauma works. So, mm. um, when you undergo a traumatic experience, um, or like I said, or complex trauma, it's your brain's way of kind of like just protecting you. And mm. so these triggers can be harmful. Um, so for me, from a personal experience, I, mean, I don't, I don't mind disclosing that, um, I've been assaulted before. Mm -hmm. Um, so that has, um, that's, that's one of my traumas. Um, mm. I would say that's probably the main one that has affected me the most and has made it kind of, um, important for me to, and one of the ways that I have, uh, really worked on that is through like the creative arts as well. Yeah. Um, so it's, um, yeah, it's just been helpful for me and it's also the clients that I serve. Nice. I mean, I don't know if I can say nice, but yeah, that does make sense. <laughs> the <laughs> brain fine. does have We're a gonna way. We're going to laugh it off. That's what we do, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, the brain does have a way to um, protect itself because it needs mm -hmm. to focus on the things that's, that's going to make you survive and mm -hmm. eliminating those memories or, or putting them deep down inside, I guess. Um, mm -hmm is a way to say, you know, just brush that off. You know, you don't need to worry yeah. about that. What happened? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I, I guess another reason for lost memories, it could be that I didn't really talk as much. Like I mm -hmm. was much more isolated and like I, I didn't connect or didn't talk to many of my, um, I don't know, like my colleagues or my, my classmates, I didn't talk about things. Like back in the days, like we didn't talk a lot about stuff like this. Like, mm -hmm. so like you know, it happened, it's over, you, you're done. Mm -hmm. And, but nowadays. Yeah, true, yeah, well, you're right. Yeah, generationally um, growing up, that's another reason why I wanted to provide this resource to, to your effect. Um, you know, yeah, we, did, we didn't talk about it either. I mean, I'm African-American, mm -hmm. so in my yeah. community, and today, yeah. it, not, you know, it's still very, very new and uncommon. Yeah. But gosh, 20 years ago, it was like, I don't want to say unheard of, but it was not very, I, it was unheard of for me and my mm -hmm. research. I, you know, I, I found out as an adult yeah. that there were resources, but I did not know a therapist. I, yeah. I literally did not know of one existing. Mm -hmm. um, and knowing that I wanted to to be one for that. And and another thing that, and this is, you know, I know this is an interview for me, but it could also no, be that, um, you know, people tend to focus on things that are negative more. I mean, I hate to say mm -hmm. it, but it's kind of human behavior. I mean, my childhood wasn't all bad, yeah. you know, and, I, and of course I do remember some of the good things too, but, you know, that's what trauma is. Like when you have a life-changing life threat, like think about that snake example that I mm. explained to you. Like if humankind had not stored that memory, <laughs> you know, and had not retained that, It'd can be, you yeah. imagine how many more, you know, deaths by snake bites we would have Yeah, um, if we didn't know to be afraid? So, so part, so hopefully that's a sign that you had a pretty decent childhood mm -hmm. and not a lot of, uh, really traumatic episodes to hold on to. Yeah. Um, as you, you know, became an adult. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Cool. So what is, uh, who, was there a role model for you growing up as well? And yeah, I, I know, think, 
Because mm-hmm. I know uh, some of the times, some of the things that we looked up to, especially back in the days, there's there's a lot of things that help us get out of the funk that we're in at, at the time. Mm-hmm. And like, for example, I looked up to, I, I learned about Tony Robbins uh, at one trip and I was like, this guy is yeah. like, I was watching an infomercial. Yeah. And I was like, I need to get these CDs because I like what he's talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that, I think like 20 years ago, that changed a lot of my mindset from, mm-hmm. and I like, I can totally relate to or or point to a place that, you know, a lot of the enthusiastic behavior that I have comes from breakthrough from my own introversion, I guess. Mm, okay, awesome. So how yeah. about you? So, um, you know, I think that famous people, I do know who Tony Robbins is, and I think that, um, you know, I've been influenced by a variety of people, but mm-hmm. me, I also focused on what was what I felt like was local. And I mean, my mom was a great source of inspiration. Oh yeah. Um, oh gosh, she she's pretty she's she's pretty um, open minded and mm-hmm. understands the importance of um, you know being vulnerable, and exposing your story. But she battled an addiction for I'll say probably twenty years, mm-hmm. um, which was a I'm not 40, so uh, it was <laughs> a good chunk of my life, um, over half of it for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, and all of a sudden, you know, and failed at, at quite a few times at trying to get sober. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden made the decision um, that she wasn't going to do it anymore. Yeah. And, t- and I use the saying today in terms of helping me to uh, uh, achieve things that I think are impossible. She said that she learned in her treatment about um, this acronym, KISS, which is keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, and I like it because it gives, uh, um, you know, a lot of times we're trying to do major goals. We look at the end result. It seems so unattainable. So we don't even try. Yeah. But but when you just take it like and with recovery, her main model is just for today. So, you know, she told me after failing with um, in rehab for uh, four times mm-hmm. on the fifth time, I was like, well, what's you now what's different? And she's like, well, I don't know. But she just said, well, but today is going to be different. And then tomorrow it was OK. Well, tomorrow is going to be different. And then it was all right, for this week, it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. And then this month and then this year, and then it became like 10 years, you know? Yeah. So it's just amazing for me. So she says, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. <laughs> and she'll say that even today, but she's like, but today I'm going to be sober, you know? And I just, yeah. I love that about her because um, it just really taught me how to take things. First of all, don't be too hard on yourself. Like you said, from mm-hmm. failures of the past, she can do nothing about the time that she did lose or the time that she did lose. All she can do is is take advantage of this moment. And and through that, I've seen her, um, well, she's an amazing grandmother to mm-hmm. my husband. Um, she has her own business where she provides, uh, talking about um, using your own personal experiences, where she uh, is a substance abuse counselor. She's got a license in that. She provides DUI assessments. She helps people, um, you know, in recovery all over the, uh, the, all over the state. 
And so if that's not a testimony as to, and she'll still say, like I said, even to this moment, just for today, yeah, just today. And then looking back, it's been a very long time. I can't even remember, honestly, mm-hmm. the last time she's used. No, that's, that's amazing. And, and that shows, that goes to show that to, because sometimes making a huge decision is, is much harder. It's like, oh my God, I need to carry this entire mountain on my back. Or, you know, I got to climb this mountain. But no, if you just take one step, and that's what, you know, just for today, just, you know, let's just do one step today and then we'll see what happens tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's a great, that's a great advice. Love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, when we talked about earlier that mental health issue or, they weren't as public in the past. Like you mentioned, you know, you didn't, you hadn't heard of therapists. We only watched them on movies and TV shows. Right. right. And like, if I can be transparent, even then it was like Caucasian males. Yeah. So, so when I saw them, they still didn't resonate with me. I was like, this doesn't, no. I mean, not to say that a Caucasian male can't no. be helpful, but unless he's done the work to understand, um, his position in the world and how that might help a woman of color. Yeah. And you, you, you're not going to be very helpful to me. Exactly. But then the other thing also, right. Um, they would make fun of therapists and psychologists. Absolutely. Like, yeah. We're right? called. Sh- well, they do that today. They oh still my God. Do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't even tell people really. <laughs> I mean, I have enough of an internet presence that people who want to find me can, Yeah. but, Honestly, I'm not going to be lie. I sometimes cringe at telling people what I do. Yeah. Because um, some people, even in my family, have asked mm-hmm. me, oh, you work with crazy people. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. And there's actually a saying that uh, is, co- is common in the therapeutic community mm-hmm. that therapy is for people who have to live with people who won't go to therapy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the reality of it is we can all benefit from it. You Absolutely. Know, lives, yeah. And and that's something my sister was telling us. You know, just like we all need therapy because we have like a um a family group, and she's like, you know, I've I've gone to therapy and it's helped a lot because mm-hmm. we as siblings, you know, growing up, there's so many. Uh, what's that word? Um, I can't mm-hmm. remember, but so many things that we we like cringe on, like the, we, we know each other's trigger words, right? So <laughs> you have to be walking on eggshells to be like, oh, I don't want to say something mm-hmm. that's going to upset my sister or my brother or my, you know, my parents or whatever. Right. It's a really different dynamic. So it definitely helps to get your thoughts out and, and get them analyzed because, mm-hmm. and I guess that's why, Writing, like writing stuff down is very important because you're yes. getting stuff out of your head. Absolutely. 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 And, you know, to your, to your perspective as well, um, not only do we operate within our own family systems mm-hmm. in a way, but once you leave that family system, you will realize that most of us don't see um, you know, we don't operate that way. Yeah. And so you have to learn not only what's not probably working ideal in your family system, but then how to show 
out in in the rest of the world. I mean, if I can if I can just give this other perspective, um, you know, growing up in my family, I thought money was everything. Like, mm-hmm. oh my, God, you made a certain amount of money, or if you had a certain amount of status, or if you went into this kind of career, yeah, that that you were everything. But then I I walked out of that, and I was like, you know, yeah, I'm a therapist uh, by trade. That's what I do. But there are coaches out here who don't have any of the training that I have, mm-hmm. you know, and don't have any of the loans that I have. <laughs> from yep. They're killing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because you know, crap. they know what they're doing. So that's just a prime example. You know, I don't want to say I wasted time. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't identify it as such. But I will say, you know, a lot of my success today is built off the skills other than what I learned as a student. But my family message was, you know, go to school and work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah, so. Because you then also build a platform mm-hmm. to be taken seriously. Yeah. Right, that's the other thing. Like, for example, um, this show, Two and a Half Men, they're like, oh, he's a therapist, he's not a doctor, or he's a, he's an, or he's a, chiropractor he's a fake mm-hmm. doctor right? yeah yeah so that's the other thing that mm-hmm. the television and other perspective has brought up like no you don't need that you just need drugs right, right. just give them drugs absolutely and i'm not opposed to them but no. i certainly think they should be um used in conjunction with yes talk therapy mm-hmm. absolutely well that was really Mind opening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, on the day to day basis, you're in your practice, mm-hmm. you're helping in a lot of different ways, which is really amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, what does that dynamic look like? Does that help you grow, or are you also continually adding? to your arsenal of information and, and how to treat is that, you know, how does that work? I definitely think that I grow as much, if not Mm -hmm. more from my clients, what they feel what they grow from me. If nothing more than my confidence. Cause like I said, a lot of times I'm telling clients kind of like, I kind of see the same problems. I mean, it never amazes me because I work with trauma. You know, I hear some things that people are pretty, shameful to discuss and embarrassed us and things like that. And, and, you know, they seem to be amazed when I tell them I've heard this before, or I've heard, you know, some variation of this before, or it's, you know, you know, or I'm comfortable hearing it. Things I can listen to things that probably will make some people cringe. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's just normal. Um, So, (laughs) so from that perspective, I think it makes, takes me outside of my comfort zone. But I mean, just imagine like right now I'm licensed in three different States Mm-hmm. And so I get the pleasure of working with, you know, an excess in close to 35, 40 clients a week. And so I get to hear different stories from people. I get to hear different perspectives of people. I get to, yeah. inter- you know what I mean? So it's like, um, yeah, yeah. And so, and then I get to see how resilient people are because everyone who comes to me mm-hmm. has some level of fight in them. And so, oh, yes. Yeah. And because I can say, you know what, this is my story, but gosh, this person went through this and look how they got on the other side of it, yeah. you know? And if I get to say I've been a part of that, that just makes it so much more meaningful. 
And that's really powerful. And and you're you're absolutely absolutely right. The you know human beings we are we are called the social animal because we like interacting, we like learning, and we like communicating to our fellow man, fellow woman. Mm-hmm. And that's what helps us grow. Exactly. That's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. And and that's the that's what I'm going after with this podcast too. You know, I get to because I'm not in a in a in a profession where on a daily basis I'm seeing or on on, on a weekly basis I'm talking to forty people. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not in that kind of profession. So I was like, how can I connect to my fellow <coughs> man and learn those journey? Because I am a hobbyist mm-hmm. by passion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I have multiple projects going on, and mm-hmm. I figured to reach out to the reach out to the people that inspire mm-hmm. me that are doing right. the work they're they're doing the the type of the stuff that I one day could you know bring that kind of uh, mm-hmm. change to the world absolutely absolutely that's awesome mm-hmm. you know uh, it keeps um the, this, there's this one song by Michael Jackson that mm-hmm. stays in my head you know, to make the world a better place. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we were only here for a very short time. Like in, in my religion, in, in, in the Quran, it says, you know, you were only on this earth from the drop of a feather till it touches, touches the ground. And that's mm-hmm. our life. And that's it. Yeah. And it goes so fast. So mm-hmm. there's, and then there's a lot of, um, reminders on a daily basis that we are reminded mm-hmm. how fragile and how short our life is going to be. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Awesome. We've, we've talked about a lot of awesome stuff about mental health, about dealing with trauma, about how mm-hmm. to play it off and, and use laughter and use basically not, because at the end of the day, we're not getting out of this, getting out of this alive. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So um, I do have some questions that I ask my guests. Um, okay. All right. So the first one is, what is one hobby that you wish you got into? Oh, that is, I was going to answer that. Yes. Um, a hobby that I wish I got into by the I've done it, but I want to do it a lot more. And that's traveling. And I'm working on that. I am working on that. Mm-hmm. When I was in college, I used to travel all the time. And then, um, I don't know, I became an adult. Like mm-hmm. I was telling you where we are supposed to be serious. You're supposed to buy a house and get a family. Yeah. You know, all these things. <laughs> and I, I think over the last year or so, I realized um, how much of that is missing from my life. And also... Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, like, a, yeah, how much, how I can actually incorporate my work into traveling as well. Yeah. yeah. And, and having the telemedicine set up. Yes. That, yes. Let, that, that helps you travel. Absolutely. In fact, um, my son is 12 weeks old mm-hmm. and he is from God. Well, his father's from Ghana, West mm-hmm. Africa. Mm-hmm. And we do, we have a, um, a uh, a ceremony, a naming ceremony mm-hmm. for him scheduled in October in Ghana. 
So we certainly uh, be there and I will be working while we're there. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And, and with the, because it's talking that helps you get that therapy and that's, that's doable. And we're talking right now. So you can absolutely mm-hmm. do that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. What is your favorite movie or TV show? The Wizard of Oz. Ooh, that's an awesome one. I love that movie. It's a beautiful one. All right. Yeah. So tying into that favorite movie, mm-hmm. what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? I've always wanted God, you can probably think this is horrible. I've always wanted to be in one of those um movies that represents black culture especially Mm -hmm. during the times of like jim crow segregation Mm -hmm. or even slavery um lupita i always miss up her her last name but Mm nyango uh he won her oscar for 12 years a slave i don't know i just imagine i was playing her role like literally in my head (laughs) um yeah no there's because it holds such an important part in my identity Mm-hmm. Um, it would be very meaningful. So yeah, I oh, I would really nice. like that. Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a good one mm-hmm. to be a part of. Um, especially with you know Chivatel, mm-hmm. um, and Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I like it. Yeah. So I am a huge superhero fan. So I put in this question who is your favorite superhero my favorite superhero is probably um sky from paw patrol mm. <laughs> and i just like her because my daughter xena likes her yeah and honestly speaking my daughter is four but i kid you not mm-hmm. she's a role model as well and That's i feel like yeah, she because because her spirit is just so, um, she's so open to seeing the world and um, you know communicating. So it's kind of like I feel like if she can do it, I can mm-hmm. do it. Absolutely. Like Paw Patrol Sky. She <laughs> <laughs> gives me so much courage. But that's a whole another uh, podcast episode. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because kids, yeah, they see they see and they tell you like they do not have a filter, and that's amazing. Not at all. Love it. And I and I hope she never loses it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, last question. Mm-hmm. If you were a board game, mm-hmm. what would it be? <laughs> um, a board game. I was thinking Monopoly. I know mm-hmm. that sounds really um, <laughs> selfish. <laughs> but I like Monopoly because for, for one, I mean, I like the lifestyle of mm-hmm. learning and budget your money. Yeah. Really, but also, um, uh, I think of when I think of Monopoly, I think of dominance. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the idea of being able to dominate what I do well. Yeah. Um, a huge part of my success has been really based off of me knowing what my strengths are yeah. and what they are not. So, like, I do believe I'm a good therapist, which is why I'm able to see as many clients as I do per mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not as good with uh, keeping my paperwork organized, for mm-hmm. instance. So I have an assistant that helps me do that because yeah. 
I have to do that. First of all, I'm not going to be as good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and second of all, I'm just not going to be able to see as many people because, yeah. you know, 40 clients a week is kind of crazy. Some therapists yeah. listening, is she insane? <laughs> but um, I, you know, for now it's working. Yeah. Um, like I said that then if I had to add the paperwork on it, that would be maybe 60 hours worth of work a week. And that's just wow. Yeah. Impossible. That's just insane. Especially yeah. with kids. Exactly. Then, then mm-hmm. I've got kids, family, all that good stuff. Um, so, so yeah, so I think I want to monopolize on what I do well and outsource and leave everything else to what other people do well. Nice. I love it. Cool. So that was an awesome, awesome chat. Thank you so much for letting us in and and telling us a little bit about how you got started and we'll definitely have to, you know, go and talk about Sky from Paw Patrol. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Gotta have Sky. <laughs> yeah. So where can my audience find you if they want to you get in can, touch? Perfect. You can find me on my website at www.techtalktherapy.com. Awesome. I'm also on YouTube, um, Facebook, and Instagram, all with the uh, Tech Talk Therapy handle. Perfect. Thank you so much. I'll be sure to include those links on the on the show notes for the website. Thank show you. Show notes for the episodes, so they can get to uh, uh, immediately. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Doctor Omari. This was a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Take care. You too. Bye bye. Bye. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hexandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website.